Praise the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. I want to welcome everyone to, to church tonight. The Lord bless you. And um, welcome to fellowship today. This is Bible study. And um, we give God the praise for another beautiful evening um, wherein we come together as we as our custom is to teach the word of God, to share the word of God with ourselves and uh, grow in the things that pertains to the spirit. Uh, understanding the, the mind of God as we look at the word and study the word of God in depth and understand what the Lord will, will have us do. You know, sometimes some people um, interpret the word and preach and find the application of the word into the world. They ask, how will the Bible put food on my table? Um, how, 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 how do I profit from the Bible? What, how will the Bible improve my life? Um, well, to me, that's a wrong question to, to ask. The Bible doesn't improve your life. The Bible actually is life. Uh, you need the word of God to truly live uh, in the spirit. And so he that has the word had life. And he that had the song had life. Um, nobody improves life when life truly exists. So the Bible is not meant to, uh, as a means to improve your life. The Bible actually is a means by which you have life. Hallelujah tonight. So we're going to say what tonight to... to to practically um, um, gain life of God as we, we grow in the things of the Spirit. Um, welcome this evening as we begin to settle down for the Word of God. Uh, let's pray tonight. Father, we thank you. We, we approach your Word tonight, Lord, reverently to learn and to grow. Your Word is blessed. Holy Spirit of God, I yield to you again tonight. Speak your word. Teach us. Bring us to full understanding that we might be in a position, in a place to be able to communicate your truth effectively as your will is for us on earth today. Thank you, precious Savior. In Jesus' name, Amen. Praise God. Um, tonight, we will. Um, I want to trust the Lord to see if we can conclude on on on, on this tonight. But if we can't, then we will we will not rush it. We will trust God to see how God helps us. Um, we've been looking at the baptism um, in the Holy Spirit, um, and tonight I want us to um, to look at. Um, ministering the baptism of the Holy Spirit or how to to express the baptism. I don't want to say how to receive, um, uh, but rather I want to say how to express um, the gift of the Holy Spirit um, um, as we minister. Now, like, I, like I, we've been discussing, this gift um, is important because um, Jesus promised it and and the, and the apostle Paul spoke about it 
is being so fought in the in the circle of the of, of believers because of factors I have mentioned earlier in the course of this teaching. But I believe that over time the Lord has as 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 by the word or through the word um, um, shown us um, that it is his will that people are able to speak in other tongues. Um, and then in, in our last class, we, we looked at what language actually was spoken and, and um, the dimensions of the, of, 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 of the gift of tongues. Um, tonight, I will just reiterate a little and then um, I'm, I'm probably go to, to how to minister the um, baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, it's important for every believer that speaks in tongues to appreciate God for that wonderful gift. And, um, but sometimes it's good for you to know why you speak in tongues and why others also uh, um, should also speak. Now, um, the, 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 the topic we've been looking at is the order of salvation. And um, before I finish this <clears throat> topic, we'll, we'll do a final recap from beginning to the end again so we know um, the process and the flow. But um, in, in the course of ministering salvation um, to people, people must be told that um, uh, there's a gift of the Spirit of God that comes um, on every child of God, one of which, now mark my word, one of which because there are at least minimum 18 gifts in the spirit, one of which is the ability to speak in unknown tongues. It is not. It is of God. Amen. And um, I, I believe I've, I've, made, I've spoken about this a lot. But tonight I'm going to just say a few recaps, and then I'm going to I'm just go on. First uh, Corinthians 12 and verse 10. First uh, Corinthians 12 verse 10. The Bible talks about um, diverse kinds of tongues, uh, or it means different kinds of tongues. So when when the believer talks about tongues, tongues are not are not are not um, are not a particular um, um, kind because if you look at the, the Bible, there are actually different kinds from the from the um, uh, how do I put it now from the from the way it manifests. Um, uh, in Acts, and it will manifest through the the epistle, especially or particularly through the 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 um, the attempt of the Apostle Paul to particularly address tongues um, in the church at Corinth. Praise God! You know, I've heard someone say that Paul did not talk about tongues to any other church except Corinth, and because tongue is not meant for every other church. Um, no, that is not true. Um, Paul wrote to the church in Thessalonica in First Thessalonians chapter five. He told them, "Despise not prophesying," and and we know that prophecy actually is is is, is tongues being spoken and tongues interpreted. So uh, and, and 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 if Paul mentioned that to the church in in Thessalonica. He also spoke to them about the gifts of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Um, Paul spoke about the gift of the Spirit also to the church in Ephesus when he wrote to them in Ephesians 4 from verse 11 about the gifts that God gave. Praise God. So, so um, the, the, the letter of the Apostle Paul to the church in Corinth is not, is not limited to the Corinthians, but it's, but it's written 
to the entire body of Christ to profit with all. So, like we said in the last um, teaching, um, um, tongues can come as a proof language, uh, like like a proof tongue, um, to prove something to to the unlearned, to the unbeliever. And when when it so pleased the Lord, and remember, I said that that this gift is given by the Holy Spirit as He wills. That's why Jesus was speaking to Nicodemus in, in, in John 3, verse 8, that we read in last class. He said, For the wind bloweth where it listed, and you hear the sound, but you don't know where it's coming and where it's going. So is everyone born of the Spirit. But you see, it's the wind that refers to the Spirit. The wind, sometimes actually, uh, the word translated Spirit is actually wind. And it's a word in, in the Greek word pneuma, so or breath. You see, breath. So, so it means the spirit of God bloweth or walketh how he wills, and and he distributes his gifts to everyone as he wills. And so, in Acts chapter number two, from verse four, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, um, that day of Pentecost is the day of the Holy Spirit. Bible says the apostles they spoke in tongues. And, 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 and notice that the people that heard them heard them in a known language, a known human language. And, but the people that were speaking the language, they didn't know what they were saying. In fact, some people say they were drunk because they were speaking like drunks. Those who didn't understand what was being said. Um, but in any case, it was supernaturally given by God for that specific purpose and situation. And if any need arises in our day, that the gift of the Spirit is required in this, in this mode to minister to people, the Lord will, will graciously give anyone in position at the time this gift to so do. Praise God. So, so um, um, there's a proof tongue and it's, it's, it's a proof to unbelievers that actually um, um, God can minister. And when this happens, actually, there is no need for interpretation. The Spirit of God actually interprets the tongue by himself because the people actually are hearing words in intelligible human language. So for the proof tongue, there's no need for what? Interpretation because it is coming actually in a form understood by man. Amen. So no interpreter in this situation when, when proof tongue is is, is used or is being manifest um, in, in Bible. I've heard um, 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 this, um, that it, in a particular meeting, um, someone was in the church and it, it, someone was praying in tongues and, and, and this person was hearing his, his language and the person was just hearing, be calm, be patient. Why are you so much in a hurry? That's all that the hearer was hearing. And this happened in a contemporary Christian setting, in a small local church. And after the meeting ended, the person went to meet the person speaking. That, oh, wow, you learned my language. How come you speak so fluently? He said, well, I have not been to your country. I don't know what you're talking about. I was just praying in tongues. But you see, because the Lord wanted to reach out to that person who is a believer at that point, and, and, and the Lord wants to make him understand that he is mindful of him. Uh, um, um, he heard the speaker speaking his own dialect, his own language, but the speaker is an Englishman. He has never learned that dialect, but he communicated effectively in the dialect of the hearer. 
So there are times God acts and moves in this way. It is a prerogative of God. Hallelujah. Praise God tonight. And so we call that a proof tongue. And we see that happen in Acts chapter 2 and verse 4. Amen tonight. And sometimes also we have personal tongues. Like I said to you, remember we say it's diverse kind of tongue. As the Spirit of God wills. Praise God. And this personal tongue actually comes to everyone. It comes because God wants us to be able to pray. Amen. And, and, and to my um, understanding, the, the, the fundamental of all other tongues actually starts from the personal tongue. Amen. You see, I, I believe um, um, he that will, that, will, that, that will speak a proof tongue or speak in, 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 in a prophetic tongue will actually have a personal tongue with the Lord. So I believe that the personal or prayer language that God gives every believer is the foundation on which every other um, form of expression of other tongues actually um, 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 lies and, and manifests. Praise God tonight. So, so, so we have a personal prayer language with God and and. And uh, um, um, uh, we can find this in First Corinthians 14, verse 2. Amen, amen. And every believer must, must thank God and must desire this. Amen. For if God gives you a language to speak with him, oh, what, what a blessing for us to receive. So First Corinthians 14, verse 2, um, says, For he that speaks in an unknown tongue, you see that, speaketh not unto man, but unto God. Now notice, it says, For no one understands him. Now that's that's the that's where we're going. Now in this particular one, in this kind of tongue, no one understands. So there are times we speak tongues that no one really understands. And Paul says that in this kind of tongue is a tongue that we actually use in praying effectively. Glory to God tonight. When we pray in other tongues, in this kind that we use to speak to God, that is much more prevalent. Amen tonight. When we personally um, in, uh, in a place of praying. He said, for no one understands him. 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 2. No one understandeth him, including himself. But however in the spirit, he speaketh mysteries to God. Now, this kind of prayer also is not understood by man, but can be understood when the gift of interpretation comes or is set in motion. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen tonight. So, 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 um, 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 but there are times also when we pray to God and there might not be need for interpretation because we are actually communicating with God. But as the Lord wills, he can, he can, he can cause us to understand what we are saying and, 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 and benefit from it. So we have the proof tongue that we, that, that comes when, 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 um, the Lord wants to reach out to people who are not saved or sometimes people who are unsaved and to hear him communicate to them and second we have the personal tongue that 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 we we were the gift that god gives us to enable us to pray to him personally and that tongue is understood by either the speaker or even anyone listening so you see the first one the speaker is speaking non-understanding but the listeners are hearing and they are all understanding but the second one both the speaker and everyone around listening understand not. Hallelujah. 
And so if, if it's not understood or it's not understandable, then it can't come in any known human language. So it will come in a form of language not known or perceived by the, by the ears or the auditory or, or the minds of man. So when people speak in tongues that people don't understand, this is what is in operation hallelujah tonight praise god and then finally um there's the now um, i use this one very carefully it's called the 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 prophetic tongue now let, let me just say the word tongue um that is of benefit to the church and this is what paul actually wrote to the church in corinth because paul was actually talking about the benefit of prophecy amen let's read to that what it means to first corinthians 14 Let's turn our Bibles there tonight. First Corinthians 14. I'm going to read First Corinthians 14. Um, from verse 1. Why did Paul write about tongues to the church? Because it was used, you know, um, not properly in a in a church setting where everybody is participating. And see, um, um, tongues in church, you can speak in tongues. To yourself and to God, but it must not be um, a means by which we communicate with one another. You can't communicate in tongues when others don't understand it because it will benefit them. Uh, and 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 so Paul wants the church to come together and learn and profit from the word. So, but if you come and start speaking in tongues in a gathering, nobody hears you. And the service is what is disrupted and, and there's, 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 there's disorderliness. And so Paul wrote to, to put order in the church. And that's why he wrote 1 Corinthians 14. Now let me from verse 1. And here what it says. He says, follow after love and desire spiritual gifts. So Paul wants you to what? To desire spiritual gifts. And tongues is a gift of the spirit. If it's bad, he would not say what desired. If God cannot say uh, to desire something that he's not willing to work to give to you. So if God says we should desire it, that means he's willing that we have it and we express it and we and we work in his own amen tonight. So Paul says desire spiritual gifts, uh, but rather that he may what prophesy. So you see now he's He's, he's emphasizing prophecy because of the context. Because if you look at verse 18 of the same scripture, he says, I thank my God that I pray and speak in tongues more than you all. But guess what? Paul doesn't speak and pray in tongues like that in the church. He does it in what? In his private prayer time with God. Amen. Amen. But now in the church, Paul is saying there must be a way that this gift is what is regulated. All right. Verse 2 says, For he that speaketh in a known tongue speaketh not unto men but unto God. For no man understand him, however, in the spirit we speak a mystery. Verse 3. But he that prophesied speaketh unto men to edification, to exhortation, and comfort. Verse 4. He that speaketh in a known tongue edified himself. So you can't come to church to edify yourself. You come to church to what? To be a blessing to others. So others too are what edified. So your personal tongue 
Don't edify the people, but when you prophesy, you edify the people. And what is prophecy? Words spoken to edify, to exhort, and to word, and to comfort. Because when you speak in tongues, you're actually edifying and comforting yourself. Amen tonight. Please notice that when you speak in other tongues, yeah, though you don't understand it, though your mind is unfruitful, but you are speaking mysteries unto word edification, unto word comfort, and unto word um, 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 exhortation to yourself. Bible says, for he that, it says he edifies himself, but he that prophesied does what? Edify the church. So I wish that when you come to the church, you rather prophesy than speak in tongues yourself alone. Amen tonight. So either in church setting or in your personal life, you 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 cannot do without tongues as a believer. Now, if you come to verse verse five, see what it says there in relation to prophecy. It says, "I would that you all speak with tongues, but rather that you prophesy. For greater is he that prophesied than he that speaketh with tongues." Except now, look at what except. So everything he has said here now is predicated on this word except. So he's not saying that 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 tongues is less than prophecy, but he's saying in relation to the church, for instance, now we're in church setting, and I come on people to start preaching and began to speak in tongues for one hour. How will you feel? Do you understand what I'm saying? Nobody is blessed. Nobody is exalted. Nobody is, 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 is comforted because the word is meaningless. The word is, is unprofitable. Now I can do that for a long time. It's I alone that is being blessed. The whole church is, is, is left, you know, at limbo. And that's what Paul is saying here in the church. I wish that you all speak tongues, but rather that you all prophesy. That means you can all prophesy. Amen. That means we can all what? So, so the 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 prophetic, the prophetic, prophetic. Actually, we are all prophets in that sense. But you see, we can we can in in, in the local church, we can all prophesy to bless the people. So Paul says, we all. Amen tonight. But see, he said, he said, he said. Verse yes, verse five. Rather than prophesy, for better is he that prophesy than he that speaketh with tongues, except he what. Interprets he what that means he that speaks in tongues can also interpret. Amen. The same spirit that gives you the utterance, all right, to speak in tongues can also help you what interpret. But you see, um, 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 if it, the, the, the purpose I'm going to all this is to clarify the point that we, we, will, we, will, we will require this gift as believers. But this teaching is not to go into the in-depth of how to interpret um, and the process of all these things. But now I'm just letting you know that it's a gift that you must desire and is useful for the church. Amen. So there's a gift of tongues that comes for, for reaching the, the, the people, you know, is, is as well a proof tongue, there's a pastor prayer tongue, and a tongue that we speak also and interpret for, 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 for the purpose of edifying and exhorting and comforting the church. 
So, First Corinthians 14 is written for the purpose of emphasizing the, 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 the use of tongues for the benefiting of the church. And if the church will so benefit from tongues this way, then there is no, there's no reason why everyone will not desire to be a blessing to the church. So when a man gets born again, he gets, he gets, he gets baptized um, in water by immersion and baptized in the Holy Spirit. He ought to desire him to speak in tongues. And so we have to minister that and make sure that, that we understand that as um, um, we grow. Now, sometimes some people will receive the baptism um, immediately. But some also, they might not. And, and for those that receive immediately, praise God. And, and let me say this. The reason people don't receive the baptism immediately is because of wrong teaching. Or lack of teaching. Or no teaching at all. You see, many times people come with a, uh, with, 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 with a mindset um, that is contrary to the truth of God's word. So it, it, it hinders the... The, the ability to to respond, not to receive, to respond. Because really, we don't really receive. It's already there. We just respond to the gift, amen. Responding to God by faith. And so, the, 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 some receive, some are able to respond on the spot, but sometimes some don't. Now, for instance, you find the, the, the believers in Acts 19. Talk me that tonight, Acts 19. You see, when, when the apostles preach the gospel, they preach with all fervency, declaring the power of God. And, 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 and people minister, all right? And, and people receive. So we see that from Acts 2 to, to Acts chapter 8, when, when, when Philip ministered in Samaria and, and Peter came and laid hands on them and they spoke in tongues and, and received the Holy Spirit. And, and we see also that Philip ministered to, to the eunuch, but, but, but we didn't hear the eunuch being baptized in the Holy Ghost. But you see, by, by, by the process of what happened initially, we, we, we can postulate that Philip also ministered to him in the Holy Ghost. Praise God, we know because he saw what happened to Peter and when they came down to, to, to Samaria to minister. But, but in Acts 19, let's go ahead and tonight. Acts 19, we see there that Paul came to to Ephesus and um, he met certain believers and he was asking them this question just like we will have encounter with other believers who have been believers for a while and they've not received the Holy Ghost now listen when Paul asked them that question the next thing that happened was that they spoke in tongues Let's listen carefully. Some will say, well, I have all the Holy Ghost I need. Yes, it's true. But in this situation, when Paul asked them, when they received the Holy Ghost that Paul was telling them to receive, what happened first? They spoke in tongues and prophesied. That is, before this time, they've never spoken in tongues, neither have they prophesied. But they've been believers before now. Somehow, they've heard the gospel. And in their, in, in their own case, they had no one to teach them. So it was a lack of teaching. But there are cases that people have, you know, you've been taught, but somehow they've just not, 
come to a point where they agree to it. So if you don't agree to it, it can come on you. And if you don't be taught adequately, it can also come. Acts 19 from verse 1. Let's do everybody tonight. Talk with me to Acts 19 from verse 1. And, and it came to pass, the, the, the Bible says, um, that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? Now, listen to me now. Hear this question. Since ye believed, they believed. And it's the Holy Ghost that actually made them believe. But now he said to them, have ye received the Holy Ghost? So there's a receiving of the Holy Spirit after the Holy Spirit has worked on you. Because regeneration is a work of, of who? Of the Holy Spirit, Titus 3 verse 5. Remember Paul and Ananias in Acts 9. Bible says that Ananias came to lay hands on the Apostle Paul. Bible calls him a certain disciple in Damascus. When he came, he says, he says, Paul, he says, Saul, Saul, that Jesus, if not that Peter, he said to me, I should come and lay hands on you that ye might be. Acts, Acts 9. Everybody, let, let's, let's, let's call it tonight. Acts 9. Let's see together. Acts 9, verse 17. Now, notice that in Acts 9, the Holy Spirit has already worked in the hand of Paul for salvation. Paul, by, by verse 17, was already saved. He has encountered Jesus. Jesus had preached to him by himself. So it wasn't Ananias that preached the gospel to Paul. It was Christ himself that ministered to Paul. Amen. Because of the peculiar assignment I believe that Paul had. But in verse, in verse 17, he said, And Ananias went his way and entered into the house and put in his hands. Now see the word. Put in work his hands. So there's something about hands put in for the Holy Spirit's baptism. For those who are yet to be filled or receiving. And he laid his hands on him. And said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus that appeared unto thee in the way, as thou camest, had sent me, that thou mightest what? Receive thy sight and be filled. You see that? So he was filled after he got converted. Go back again tonight to where we were reading in Acts to the 9. I'm sorry, Acts 19. And then verse 2. And he said to them, notice verse 1 says, he met certain disciples. So there can be believers who have been born again for years. But the reason they are not yet filled with the Holy Spirit is because they've not been taught. They've not even, some, some have heard, some have heard, but they've not heard about him the way they ought to hear about him. Hallelujah. And the reason we are doing this teaching is so that you can go forth. We can all go forth. And minister and teach people that the Holy Spirit is always willing and ready. He's the gift of God. Jesus is the baptizer. And he wants to equip the saints and the church that will be strong and become useful and be a blessing to a church at large and to the dying world. 
So finding disciples, he said unto them, Have you received? Now the word receive one here. Have you received? Has it come on you? Have you now you see the thing is that have you received? So it's not about him anymore, it's about who? It's about you. Sometimes when when people are being prayed for, for, for the Holy Spirit, they're waiting for a, a shaking. No, it's you that receives it. He is not as well coming on you in that sense. So there's a receiving and a releasing from you. Amen. Have you received the Holy Spirit? A Holy Ghost? Since you believed? So they have already believed. And no one can believe except by God. No one can believe except by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit has helped them to believe. But now there's something else he still has to do. And the answer. We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Spirit or any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto what then we baptize? And he said unto them, and he said to them um, John very baptized with baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him, we should come after him that is on Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord. They came and publicly confessed and joined the church openly and, and professing. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, see it again, Ananias, who was not an apostle, just a disciple obeying God, laid hands on Paul. Paul, God was filled with the Holy Ghost. Now by faith. Why? Paul was hungry. Paul knew that this is the will of God. Paul was arguing about his authenticity. Paul wasn't arguing about, about who, who the minister was. Paul didn't say, well, you are, you are, a, young, you are a young believer. Um, it's only those from, from, from uh, it's only Peter and John that can lay hands on me. Uh, or James, uh, or, 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 or the people that are, no, 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 no. He, he didn't say so. This was a certain disciple sent by the Lord. And he came and laid hands. So there was, it's not something about the layer of hands, but the receiving of the power of the Spirit by faith. So he had to pour lay hands on them. And the Holy Ghost came on them. And they spake with tongues and prophesied. So tonight, we, I want us to know that the Lord wants us to be able to minister this gift of the Holy Spirit to those who have not received it. Both those who have been born again or those who are just getting saved. And the minister must know that it has nothing to do with him. You see, that, that's a challenge. And the receiver must, must be taught and told that actually it is the gift of God. And it is, it is promised to the church. And anyone in the church can minister the Holy Spirit to, to someone who has not yet been baptized or received him. Praise God. Sometimes the problem we have is, is who will come and minister. You know, some folks will quote that, why didn't Philip minister to, 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 to those in Samaria? Why did he send for Peter and Paul? Well, I don't know about that. But all I know is that one Ananias, who is a disciple, who is not known, who in fact, who was not among the people in Jerusalem, in Samaria, ministered the Holy Ghost to Paul the Apostle. So it's, it, has, it has nothing to do with the one ministry. It has all to do. So when somebody comes before you, 
to receive the Holy Ghost. Don't be afraid. Don't say no. Let's push it to pastor or to someone else because they're the ones that are called. Yes, if it's available, yes. But if pastor is not available, then what will you do? Amen tonight. Let me close a few things before I go on. Tongues cannot be taught. No believer should attempt to teach someone else how to speak in tongues. There is no scriptural proof anywhere that any believer taught a person the tongue to speak by physically speaking and asking him to follow. I repeat, no one should teach someone or make someone mimic or follow what you are saying. The example we have in scripture is the people speak as word as they receive offerings. So the teaching should be done and, 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 and the speaking should be left to the believer by faith. Mm. So can someone teach someone else to speak in tongues? No. Should tongues be taught? It's unscriptural. For tongues are a gift of the Spirit that the Spirit gives to everyone as He wills. Therefore, how then do we minister this gift? The first thing I want to say is that we must know that it is the gift of God. Let's turn tonight to Acts chapter 2. Amen. You know, if, if someone gives you a gift for someone else, you don't get afraid to give the person the gift. It's a gift of God and therefore it's open to every believer in the body of Christ. Acts 2 and Luke 11. Acts 2. Let me get myself tonight. Acts 2. Let's read verse 38 and 39 of Acts 2. Everybody and then we're going to Luke 11, 13. And the first thing we, we should know, amen, is that it, it, it has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with God. And God is willing to give his spirit to everyone that believes and asks. Acts 2.38 Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children, and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall work, shall call. It's a promise, it's a gift, hallelujah. And this promise is not for, for, for certain Jews, it's for all. Peter said, the first time he manifests, he says, for the promise is for us and for you and your children and to us, and to those who are what? 
afar off. Unto many as the Lord our God shall call. Remember the mandate God gave them? It is preached first from where? From Jerusalem unto Judea, unto Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. Praise God. And see, the Gentile world, actually, everyone that is, that is not within Jerusalem and Judea, actually, they are all Gentile nations. And we are all, but today, the gift of the Spirit is for us all. Amen. Tonight, someone say amen. So don't be afraid to minister it. Don't be afraid to talk about him. Be bold to declare. Men will either receive it or what? Reject him. So, so, so don't be, praise God. And to those who open their heart to receive him, he comes. Bible says he came to his own. His own did not receive him. His own utter word rejected him. But as many, as many, as many as received him. You are looking for those that will receive the Holy Ghost. As many as opt to receive him. To them, to them, to them he gave the power. Hallelujah. To become the sons of God. So be bold to declare the Holy Ghost that He is here for the church. And when He comes on you, you speak in tongues. Amen. You speak in tongues. So tongue for the believer is a thing of pride, not a thing of shame. Amen. So you see, says, this gift is, the promise is not only for us, but it's for those who are far off beyond us. So first thing you must know, in, in, in praying for people who are believing this is to teach them that it's actually a gift of God for everyone in the church. Luke 11. Luke. It's gospel. 11 chapter. I'm going to read from verse 10 tonight. You know, Jesus talking um, in, 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 um, in this place. From verse 10, it says, For everyone that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be what? Shall be opened. For if a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him stone? Or if he ask fish, will he give him a serpent? Or if he ask for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If ye then be evil, know how to give good gifts, good gifts. Good gifts unto your children. How much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them the word that I ask him? You see, God gives the Holy Spirit a man. Praise God. You see, so when you lay that hands, actually, it has it's just a point of what of contact. Jesus is what the baptizer. God is what the baptizer. He comes through your hands by faith to the person receiving. And the person also must receive also by what? By faith. So the first thing in mission to is, is that it's not so much about 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 you know you know tarrying, tarrying. no no it's about really receiving him and what expressing that that which he gives to you. Amen. You see, when you when you come to a point where you know he is a gift of Jesus of God, and when you are sincere and ready in your heart. 
You know, for those who have been born again and have not received this baptism, sometimes many things can, can, can get involved. But for those who are just getting born again, they ought to be taught well. And that's why we are doing these teachings. So they know. And then you also by faith. And guess what? When you are doing the teaching, teach with, like, as though you know what you are saying with the very confidence of God because you have tasted of the gift and you know what it means and, and, and how it comes. And so, the next thing for someone who is who's baptized, what you do, having known is a gift. Listen to me now. Since Samuel had asked Jesus, Jesus, baptize me in the Holy Spirit. If one can trust Jesus, see the problem is the heart of man, especially for those who have been born again long and those who have, who have been taught that the tongues is of the devil. It's hard because their mind is clogged. But you see, if they can humble themselves and, and, and follow the scriptures and ask Jesus to baptize them. Now, isn't it amazing that some folks feel that it's devil? Can you ask Jesus to baptize the Holy Ghost and then and then and then and then they will jump on you? No, it's not possible. So ask Jesus to baptize you with his Holy Spirit because he is the baptizer. And never depend on how you feel. Now, don't say in Acts 2, there was fire. So you are looking for fire ahead. No, no, no. It has nothing to do with your feelings. And once you pray and ask him to baptize you, 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 you don't need to feel anything, but there's something that you must be ready to do. By faith, become like a child. He says, for he that asketh, receive it. For he that knocks, the door is opened. No one asks for fish, or egg, or bread, and gets stone, and gets serpent. Or scorpion, how much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those that ask you? So, if you're a child of God tonight, hear me, and you 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 don't yet speak in other tongues, you can you can you, you can be bold tonight to ask the Lord Jesus to baptize you. And by faith, become a child. You know. One of the things that kept people so much actually is, is ego and pride. And how can I be counted among those who are blabbing? You know, come down from a high horse and humble yourself under the mighty hands of God. Because the Holy Spirit will never speak for you. You are the one that will speak the language and the sounds. And as you begin to desire this, in fact, tonight, as I'm teaching right now, if you are if you are listening to me and, and, and you've been praying to God for this gift, you can you can receive him now by faith. Say Jesus baptized me for your baptizer. And as you, as you begin to pray that prayer, listen to me, them, church, and, and as you do that to, to people, you let them know that, that what they will hear, because it's a language, it will come in their spirits, 
they, they, by faith will have to speak it because the Holy Ghost will not speak for them. And if he says, if they ask of him, he will give them. Then he, but what will he give them? He will give them sounds in the spirit. He will give them sounds. They will hear sounds in their hearts. They will hear some sounds somewhere in the spirit. And that is the sound. And it's that sound they produce. And, and no matter how inaccurate it is, just keep saying what comes to your heart. It's by faith we receive. And the sound that comes to your spirit, you speak. And I want to encourage us that as we, as we, as we speak by faith to people in this manner, let's even allow them to speak themselves. Let's not lead them at all. Let's, let's, let's give them room. Let's, 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 let's encourage, let's, let's, let's charge them, let's teach them. Why is this important? Because tongues edify the believer. Tongues, when interpreted, edifies the church, comforts the church, and exalts the church. And the church is the body of Christ. And Christ needs to keep his body alive and in good frame of heart until he comes. And the means by which he has done this is by his gifts. And if Christ has given this gift, then we must receive it by faith. And so the baptism of the Holy Spirit is important. And we must learn to minister to people who, are, who have already received. Like Paul said in Acts chapter 19, have you received since you believed? They said, no. We've not so hard either be any Holy Spirit. Wow. That means he ought to be taught. We should teach people and open their minds to be able to receive him. And those whom we are missing to um, in the course of sharing the gospel, we should also tell them about him. And as they receive Christ in their hearts by faith, so also they receive the Holy Spirit also by faith. And one thing is sure, is certain, it is the will of the Lord for every believer, every believer to speak in tongues. But guess what? A believer can choose not to. But he that chooses not to is actually disobeying God. And that decision will then make you to come into certain realities that God has for his church. It won't disqualify you as a child of God, no. But there are things, there are some realms, there are some oppressions in the spirit that you can't enter. Because it requires the heart of the spirit to be able to participate in that. Therefore, it's important and it's expedient. Like Paul says, that you desire it. If yet you don't speak in tongues, desire it. And ask the Lord to help you in this regard. I want to thank God tonight for this time. And we will 
trust God to have a practical session and a review of all this as we make progress. Um, the next thing that we'll, we will look at is the, the last aspect of the order of salvation, which is glorification. This is very important. So we can now take it from beginning to end. And then by the grace of God, we can now deploy to miss someone. One person, each one of us will take a person and from beginning to end, minister the gospel to him or her. I believe we're all learning, we're all preparing, we're all growing, we're all getting our hearts set for this exercise that the Lord is preparing us all for. God wants you to be an able minister. Let me end with this tonight. 2 Corinthians. Talk to me tonight as I close. 2 Corinthians. Hallelujah. Chapter 3. I want to read verses 5 and 6. And this is this is this is the the the, the ultimate reason why you are being fed the word of God in church. So that you can be fully equipped and become an effective minister. Pause in the church here. He said, verse 5. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything of ourselves but our sufficiencies of God. Who has also made us able ministers. God wants to make you an able minister. Why? Because he has given unto us all the ministry of work of reconciliation and you must you must hold this ministry in high esteem this is your highest form of service to god this is your highest vocation that you can ever have on earth the vocation of reconciling men back to god but get it done you must also have the logos of the word of reconciliation for paul said for this is the gospel I preach to you. Paul had the ministry. Paul also had the logos. And I want you to be bold about this. And be strong in God. We can minister to people. And get them filled with the Holy Spirit. By faith. In God's word. Knowing that God is able to keep to his own part of his word. When we respond to him by faith. Amen tonight. Let us pray. Father we thank you again this evening. Thank you for the preparation Lord. You've been preparing us. Thank you for your divine. Love for us. Wherein Lord. You are taking us. 
precept upon precept, line upon line, into your divine plan and your divine purpose. I go God because welcome to the knowledge of this truth. And by the help of the Holy Spirit in our inside, we'll be bold towards ministry, your word. That you, Lord, will be glorified upon the earth through us. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God tonight. The Lord bless you. Um, we'll meet again on Thursday by the grace of God um, as we continue um, in this series. And then Friday, we'll start our meeting. Um, get your hearts ready and then let's get set for a great time with the Lord. God bless you tonight. I hope you've been blessed by this teaching again tonight and um, fully be, be, be fully assured of the Lord being with you as we step out to minister in faith, both in word, in deed, and with our lives. God bless you all tonight. See you again on Thursday and have a blessed night rest in Jesus' name. Amen.